Prince Rudolf and Professor Wagen, and that it had resulted in the death of the saint's dearest friend, Norman Kent. You might say that's really all one needs to know to tackle the avenging saint, but but it was still a very annoying feeling to realise that half of the story had somehow already occurred before I turned the first page. Feeling very frustrated over that state of things, I did what any teenager in my place would have done. No, I didn't discard the book. I decided to write my own prequel. I promptly embarked upon writing my own version of The Saint Closes the Case, and, with the touching hubris that only a fourteen-year-old can muster, I grabbed first credit by signing it by Jean-Marc L'Officier and Leslie Charteris. As William Goldman discovered when he abridged S. Morgan Stern's immortal classic The Princess Bride, the problem with prose fiction is that one spends a lot of time with descriptions and other boring background stuff, and that we don't get quickly enough to the best bits. So after a couple of pages I switched to doing it in the comic book format, using an avant-garde artistic technique referred to by ignoramuses as stick figures. If there is one character, after all, whose story can be told through stick figures, isn't it the saint? Story-wise, that worked rather well. In the space of a couple of months, I filled well over a hundred notebook-sized pages with small panels telling my own version of the saint's adventure. If I recall correctly, in my version, Marius and Vargan belonged to a secret organisation called Shadow, led by a villain named Dr. or was it Professor? Skull. The story involved thuggies and idols made of a strange kind of unmelting ice, and daggers that spat electron fire, and all kinds of outlandish elements. Through it all, the little stick figure of Simon fought bravely through countless perils, dispatching villains with his unique brand of wit and determination. When I was eventually lucky enough to talk to Mr. Charteris himself in 1974, an experience which was not unlike that of a small village priest meeting the Pope, I conspicuously refrained from mentioning the last hero, or Dr. Skull. But for all its faults, its naivety and outrageous pulpishness, its shameless borrowings from other sources and over-melodramatic plot, this was my first long-distance narrative with proper dialogue and plot— It was an invaluable teaching tool that later enabled me to tackle more serious works and eventually write real books and real comics. If I had read The Saint Closes the Case before The Avenging Saint, would I have embarked upon such a quixotic task? Who can tell? But I can't help feel that if I became a writer, I owe it all to this odd case of the two books being published out of order. Understandably, in light of what I have just written, The Avenging Saint remains to this day my favourite saint book, in fact the only one which I have in both its French and English editions. I would argue it may well be the best saint novel of all. There are so many things to like about it, from Simon's ground-breaking triangular relationship with Sonia and Pat, with the shadow of Norman Kent's death looming over his head— to the return of Inspector Khan from the callous villainy of Marius, a proto-Bondian villain who surely must have inspired Fleming, to the smooth deadliness of Prince Rudolf, and, of course, the best ending ever. But before you embark upon reading this thrilling novel, let me offer a word of caution. Make sure you read The Saint Closes the Case first, because otherwise, who knows, 
you might become a writer too. Jean-Marc L'Officier Forward This book is an almost immediate sequel to The Saint Closes the Case, and was in fact written only a year later. Unfortunately, for its vulnerability to some radical and justifiable criticisms from modern readers, that was still only 1930, and a lot of notions were then current which I shared with many of my contemporaries, which seem rather naive and outmoded today. The belief that unscrupulously ambitious rulers were manipulated like chessmen by shadowy international billionaires to wage wars that would only enrich the armaments industry was held by not a few reasonably intelligent people. Nor was it, perhaps, without some interesting facets of truth. But in the context...